You are listening to the Academic Success podcast series on Bulls in the Cloud. If you hear something you'd like to learn more about or want to dive deeper into what Bulls in the Cloud can offer you, visit our Bulls in the Cloud Canvas page or connect with your Residence Life Coordinator. We hope you enjoy the show. And as always, go Bulls! Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode one. We've all been there navigating college life of our Achievable three-part series podcast. My name is Chasm McCoy, and currently I serve as a coordinator for academic initiatives, and today I'll be your moderator. I am so excited to have you here, and we are joined with three dynamic panelists. Before we get started with our questioning, I would love for each panelist to share who they are and their role on campus. Nildi, would you like to get us started? Good afternoon, Chasman. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon, everyone listening. My name is Nildi Nunez, and I serve as the Program Director for Academic Initiatives and Living Learning Communities here at USF. I've been at USF for about six years and always so grateful to be part of the amazing residential education team. Hello, everybody. My name is Zulmali Ramirez. I'm one of the academic advocates for the Office of Academic Advocacy here at USF. I work closely with summer and fall first-time-in college students or freshmen, and I make sure that I monitor students' academic progress. I look for options and support uh, in any of their needs, and I specifically work with students with whose last names are L to Z, and I have a partner who works with those students with a last name with, from A to K. So thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Matthew Chiliano. I am a fourth year student studying finance with a minor in theater. And I'm a third year resident assistant working in Beacon Hall currently for our Stonewall Suites LLC. So thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And again, thank you panelists for joining us today. Um, so let's get right into it. So our first question is for Nildi and Matthew. Can each of you tell us a little bit about your undergraduate experience? What challenges you faced and who helped you on that journey? Sure, great question, Chasmin. So I think one of the misconceptions that students have when they see faculty and administrators is that our college experience was smooth with no challenges and we just got straight A's and developed these wonderful career paths. The truth is, at times, all of us have struggled navigating college life. So for me, I went to college at Florida International University in Miami, but I was raised in New York. So when I got to campus at 17 years old, I was really out of place and I really struggled with fitting into the college life in a different environment as an out-of-state student. Not only did I struggle with a sense of belonging, but I also struggled with academics because I was the typical straight-A high school student who never had to study. I had very little preparation as a first-generation college student. That was a huge challenge. I didn't really know what a syllabus was or why faculty had office hours. I really didn't understand the term faculty, to be honest. I just saw them all as teachers, like you would see them in high school. So my three challenges were really founded in being an out-of-state student, being a first-generation college student, 
and really not thinking that I needed to study to do well academically. So my biggest challenge was that at the end of my freshman year, I actually had a 1.97 GPA, which is something that haunts me till this day, but it's also a testament to my resiliency and persistence in committing to my academic goals. One of the greatest achievements was when I actually decided to get involved on campus and be mentored by other student affairs administrators and faculty that saw my potential as a student and saw that I could achieve great things in my career path if I just put a little bit more effort to understanding how I learn, what I like to learn about, and how I can balance my time between being a student employee, a student leader, and a student. So two things that really assisted me was actually going and getting tutoring services for specific courses. I am not the best math person. I had taken calculus in high school, but by the time I got to college, I had forgotten basic college algebra. So I did repeat a college algebra class and used a great forgiveness policy which was super helpful to my GPA in the following years. And I dedicated a lot of time to study in the library and with peers. So those were two significant pieces. And last but not least, being involved on campus gave me a sense of pride as a student. And I knew that if I wanted to stay involved and if I wanted to be an RA, I needed to have the GPA required. So that was my motivation. That was my my factor. So externally asking for help and internally finding my why. Why do I want to do well in school? And that's kind of how I bounced back. So my college journey, um, like Naldi said, wasn't smooth at all. Uh, it was a lot of, you know, trial and error a lot of kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and um, why I wanted to do it. Major culture shock to going from a very small high school with a very tight-knit group of people to a lot larger college where I really didn't know as many people. It was definitely a big challenge socially. And you know, going from high school, I, I felt like I knew everything. I felt like I didn't have to study for things as well. And so I kind of carried that same mentality going into college. And that wasn't something that I should have done because I ended up my very first semester of uh, college. I got an F in a class, which I wasn't. It was like my lowest point, one of my lowest points in my college career. And I realized that that's not what I wanted for myself and that's not what I wanted to do. Um, but I was able to reflect on that experience and see where I went wrong. I didn't reach out to, uh, my fat, my, professor. I didn't reach out to support services like academic advocacy on campus where they were at my disposal. And I realized that from that point on, I needed to do something and I needed to make a change because those resources are here for, you know, me and for everyone to really help and make sure we're excelling and we're on the path that we need to be on. And so from that point forward, I recognized that, A, I'm not in high school anymore and college is a lot more rigorous and demanding environment that I need to kind of push myself um, more than I had before. And as much as I am pushing myself, 
I have support of people, of faculty members, staff, um, departmental resources, of academic advocacy, the tutoring center that I have used, um, and it's paid off because it's really helped me and supported me to get the things that I wanted for myself, the grades that I've wanted. And it's also connected me to the opportunities that I've been able to have to grow as a person, but also as a leader and really kind of find my bearings within the college environment, but also what I want to do career wise. So I think it was definitely the challenge was just asking for help, I think was the biggest, most daunting thing. But once I realized it's okay, it's okay to ask for help. We're human. (laughs) It's nothing's ever perfect. It's never seamless. And so having that, you know, that resource, that faculty member, that staff member to kind of help you guide along and make sure you're doing the best that you possibly can is really, you know, is really worth it. And I was really glad and very thankful that I was able to have the opportunity to see where I ended up and where I am now. Awesome. Thank you both for sharing. Um, Those were really transparent stories. And I also took college algebra twice in college. And so um, I think it's important that both of you pointed out that our paths to college are not always linear and that sometimes they go up and they go down, but we still make it on the other side. So thank you for sharing. Um, And both of you spoke a lot about utilizing your campus resources. And that's really what we want to talk about in our second question. So Zumali, can you really tell what is the Office of Academic Advocacy and what resources are available to support uh, what resources are available for students to support them academically? Sure thing. So at the Office of Academic Advocacy, we want to triage the students' issues and monitor their academic progress. So we use a variety of different platforms and information so that we can collect further details on what a student may be needing. For example, uh, we pull reports for grades and we can see Canvas grades as they progress through the, through the semester. So we can contact students and ask, hey, what's going on? Are you having some hiccups? Do you need help with getting connected with the academic resources that we have available? Or is there anything else bigger happening to you that we need to talk about? Because sometimes students are just like Matthew mentioned, afraid of asking. And I was also afraid of asking. We feel like this hierarchy of power in an institution where that's not the case. We're all here we, to help students and we're all here to, here to connect them to the right resources. And I think that's an old school mentality of thinking that anyone above us that is not a student, I should not ask and I should know this and I should learn on my own. And I think not only did Naudi and Matthew uh, kind of brush on that, I felt the same way through my, um, through my years uh, in college. So with advocacy, as I said, we want to make sure we support students that are going through any kind of academic distress. But as you all know, and I've experienced this, academic distress is not just I don't get the information and I need tutoring. It could be a variety of reasons. It could be feeling lost in the navigating of college because you're so new to this if you're a freshman currently. And this could be also, I am homesick. I am, I've never been independent. I've never been on my own. I am going through some other personal challenges or I'm going through some health or wellness challenges. So although I'm not a specialist on all of these areas, my role is to connect you to all of these 
resources and all of these departments. So we work together and that's what we call our campus partners. So we have beautiful partnerships with housing and new student connection and financial aid and so on, where if a student is going through hiccups and usually, again, it's not one thing, we need to connect the dots on various things. We can help them navigate, look for options, connect them, and hopefully the students can find a way of from that point on, navigate. And when I say not on your own, because again, we're always here for you. Students have an academic advocate assigned from freshmen until they graduate. But so that you can start learning the process and you can start learning the policies and how things work. Like now they say, what is a syllabus? Um, and in terms of academics, what is academic probation? Uh, how do I maintain my aid? Um, how do I you know, kind of like connect with instructors and what is great forgiveness and what is a GPA? <laughs> so that's what we're here. And as Matthew said, don't be afraid of asking mostly if we are reaching to you because here and there you will see emails from your advocates or advisors or other peers. It's not because we're here to say, hey, what's going on? It's, hey, we're here. What is going on? <laughs> I'm not here to judge student cases. I'm actually here to help you. Okay, and so every, as I mentioned, every undergrad, every undergrad has an assigned advocate. So please take advantage of that opportunity. And as you hear from us, reach back to us because chances are we're here to find an option, a solution that's going to help you today and later on. Okay, and um, in terms of those academic resources that we can help you get connected, I mentioned a few, uh, but just to kind of like split them, we can help you get connected with the academic pieces like tutoring and writing studio or advising. We can help you get connected with wellness, and this could be with a counselor or a wellness coach. Uh, maybe you need one-on-one -on -one sessions, or maybe you're better off with a group therapy kind of session. There's a variety of wellness resources. It's not just counseling. And also students can work and we help them get connected with other peers from offices like housing and new student connections and academic success center. So we want to make sure we connect in a holistic way so that you don't feel like, oh, they're just here to help me with just this one piece. We're going to try to assist in every way possible, uh, in a, again, in a holistic manner. Wow. I'm always so excited to hear about the resources from the Office of Academic Advocacy. I wish I had access to an office like that when I was an undergrad um, because the resources that are available to our students are just so supportive and resourceful and hopefully um, helping them reach academic success. So thank you for sharing. Um, and so everyone has done such a great job sharing and reflecting. And so as we wrap up, I just want to ask every panelist before we leave to offer a piece of advice for students as they motivate themselves to succeed academically at USF. What advice do you have for them? I think one of the most critical points of college is an opportunity for personal growth and learning beyond the classroom. A way to actually motivate that is reflection. And I think sometimes our students um, naturally so have so many demands and pressures, both from the college environment, from family and societal pressures of who they are, um, what identities maybe they hold, what they're navigating in life, especially in lieu of the current um, 
COVID-19 pandemic. So I really suggest that you make time to reflect, um, carve time out for personal reflection, um, really make a list. What drives you? What motivates you? The power of visualization, envisioning yourself a commencement. You know, what does graduation look like? Who is going to be at your graduation? Why do you see that person there? And if you start doing a backtrack visualization exercise where you place yourself a commencement and then just trace back every decision or every outreach effort that you have to put forth to get there, you start to see that college is just a series of baby steps. So I really recommend reflection, time for understanding of who you are and stay true to what drives you. It's very easy to fall into the idea of I need a job that's going to pay me well. And I will share with all of you that I struggled around. I had four or five majors in undergrad and eventually getting my bachelor's in English and a minor in mass communications while I was being a student leader landed me to get a master's degree in higher education administration because I knew I wanted to help other college students. And I feel that I'm pretty successful financially in terms of my salary, but that happens because I love my job. And when you are doing what drives you, people take notice. Once you're in a career path, you get promoted, you get given um, recognition that you deserve, but you can't get there if you don't know who you are and what drives you. So take time to reflect who you are, what fulfills you, and then start your little baby step journey towards graduation, because I have no doubt that you will accomplish all of your goals and you will be successful in that process. Um, something I've just like Naudi mentioned, something that I like to tell students is think about why you're here. Think about um, who you are uh, as you're growing through these next few years. Naudi mentioned uh, these are little baby steps, but it was through college that I understood myself better because uh, Many of us experience this bubble in high school, and it's very confusing to understand who we really are, what we want to accomplish, and why we're doing it. And so college gave me that sense of self, and I discovered a lot of things about who I am today. And through those years, I grew in a, in a way where I shaped Zulma as a whole, and I'm still growing, and I'm still learning, and I'm still looking into who I am, believe me. But it is through college, and I, it, for me, it happened during those years where I discover a little bit more about me. I uh, started appreciating myself way more, valuing myself, and that helped me connect the dots on where I am going. What am I going to do? Where am I going? And they mentioned, you know, yes, it's great to have a good uh, career that pays because this life, we do need that. <laughs> we do need to pay for shelter and food and, and all that. But it's important to do it with a sense of belonging, a sense of self, a sense of this is why I want to do something. It, it, this fulfills me or not, but make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Uh, and something else that I also tell students constantly is you're not alone. So don't be afraid of asking for help. That's what we're here for. Connecting those dots sometimes are not... It, that's not a task that you do only on your own. Many times other people around you help you see the big picture and connect them and they help you put that puzzle even stronger. Um, so although it's important for you to keep that growth and that independence of growth so you learn who you are, uh, it's important to also 
be held at times and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to not feel to feel sometimes alone but we are not you're not alone okay so although those feelings come and you feel lost and alone and like what the heck am i doing here believe us we've been in those similar steps and that's why we're here so we can help you navigate through those better college is it's it's a time of self-discovery. It's, you know, moving away from your hometown, moving away from friends and family that you're normally around, and really being able to kind of make new connections with new people, but also really discovering who you are, what you want for yourself, and where you want to be in your future, and what career is going to sustain you and fulfill you into, you know into the coming years. So it's, it's so important to really figure these things out and really self-reflect about what do you truly want for yourself beyond all of the external factors that may have motivated you in the past. What, what is going to make you happy? What career, what major is really going to make you happy and sustain you in the future and really drive you um, beyond compensation? Even though I know that is a very important thing that we all think about at one in one way or another. So it's important to kind of figure out what you want for yourself and how you can utilize your college experience and what you can do to take risks, step out of your comfort zone, seek out different opportunities, engage with faculty and staff um, to further your academic success, but maybe pursue research opportunities or internships that may be at your disposal because there's a lot of opportunities that are here to really allow you to grow beyond your educational um, experience in the classroom. So it's really important to establish those connections and really get close with faculty and staff because they'll be able to kind of set you up for success in the next steps of, you know, your college journey. And I think as much as academics are very important, it's really important to take care of yourself and really make sure you're holistically well, because that really helps when you are mentally and physically well, it really helps supplement you doing academically well at the same time. So seeking out those resources, asking for help when you need it, I think is really important. Um, the wellness centers here at your disposal, academic advocacy, tutoring, these resources have helped me along my college journey because it hasn't been seamless. And so I've seen the benefit in them and they're really here to truly help you and guide you along and make sure you're successful right and up until you graduate. And it's really important to use those resources. And while you're in college, establishing a support system that you can lean on when you need them and that can help you um, adjust to college but also kind of guide you along through those rough points that may happen and sometimes your support system can be double as your accountability system to really make sure that you are on the right track and you're keeping going um, for the things that you want for yourself so it's really it's really important to seek out help when you need it. It's important to 
establish a community of people that are here for you, that can support you as much as you can support them, and really truly finding things that can make you happy while in college, but can sustain you into a career as well. Thank you to everyone for sharing those wonderful pieces of advice. I'm over here taking notes. You know, I'm going back to school. I'm like, yes, this is impactful. Um, So hopefully our listeners heard you all and will apply all of that information as we talked a lot about reflecting, finding your why, wellness, um, and finding a support system to support you through your academic journey. Um, So as we wrap up, again, I just want to thank our wonderful panelists for all of their wonderful answers and input um, to our podcast. Thank you all so much. Um, And then I want to thank you, the listeners, for being here um, and really taking um, charge of your uh, your academic journey and really saying, you know, I want to listen to this podcast because I want more for my academic success. So thank you as well for being here. If you have any questions for me as a moderator or any of our panelists, um, if you look below, there will be an email for you to reach out to contact us and we will be happy to answer your questions. Um, thank you all. And don't forget, um, if you need anything, we're here for you. Take care. <laughs>